And before we get in the Word, we've got a couple guys that have graduated from college. I don't know where they're hiding. Yes, you have to come up here and be embarrassed, both of you. Titus and Matthew have graduated. They've out, been out at Phoenix, brought a sidekick with them. They call him Cuban. His first name's Nathan. A great guy. Uh, Titus, Bachelor of Science, Information Technology, with the emphasis on cybersecurity. So if you want to get hacked, he can do it. <laughs> and Matthew, Bachelor of Arts in Christian Studies, with an emphasis on worship and leadership. He led this morning. Matthew is going to go ahead and go back. These three guys are renting a house. Mama's going crazy. No furniture there. Or, you know, I mean, Matthew's going to go back and work towards his master's of divinity beginning this fall. So he's going to stay after it. The only reason he's doing that, really, is because his girlfriend's out there. <laughs> and Libby wants to get married. And he's saying, no, not till you finish college. So she's got another year. Let me pray for you guys. Father, we lift these two up. They're just my buds. I thank you, Father. For the seeds that we've been able to plant, that you have grown these two men up to be strong in loving you, serving you, being their own people, being the person that you created them to be, and watching them grow and mature, and knowing that from then other fruit's going to come forth. We trust in you, and we thank you for their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you, guys. Ah, God's good. Do you see our new sign? Stands out pretty good, doesn't it? I want to read, as soon as my eyes clear, in the Passion Translation, which if you're just born again, this is not a study Bible, but for the language that you live in America, this is one of the best Bibles to have, Passion because it explains things in the language that we read, and it's just so much better. Then get you a study Bible. Whenever you get turned on completely with this, you'll, you'll see that that'll help. It's got a lot of notes and stuff. But anyway, I want to read Ephesians 3. Bear with me. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Matthew three fourteen. I think they're going to put it up. Okay, it says Paul is Paul's going to be praying for the love to overflow into their lives of who he's talking to here. And it says, So I kneel humbly in awe before the Father of our Lord, the Messiah, the perfect Father of our Father and child in heaven and on earth. Now listen to what he says here. And I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. Then he says, then by, con listen to this, then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside you and the resting place of his love will become the very source of the root of your life. Then you will be empowered to discover what every Holy One experiences, the great magnitude 
of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions. How deeply intimate and far-reaching is his love. How enduring and exclusive it is. Endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. The extravagant love pours into you until you are filled and overflowing with the fullness of God. Then, I was going to stop there, but I've got to read the t- verse 20. Never doubt God's mighty power works in you to accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest, greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all with his miraculous power constantly energizing you. What is that power? That's what I want to talk about. I, you ever had those, you've read the words, you've read the words, you've read the words, you've read the words, you know, you know, you know, you know, but then all of a sudden something stands out. Jeremy didn't realize it. What he was having to say was exactly fit where I'm going today. We, we have the love of God that has been placed in our heart. But what is trying to be explained in these scriptures in our language is that love of God is the power of God, the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you. Now, I knew that, but it's like this set of scriptures, it was like, wait a minute. He's he's talking about our Holy Spirit in this, but he's saying, if you stand in faith, with what you know you've got. See, if you don't know what you've got, it won't work. It's like having money in the bank and not knowing it's there. You can't write a check for it. I know more today than I knew a week ago that that Holy Spirit, that love is the root. Listen to me. It's the root of everything that's expressed out of you. Harold was telling me that he got to speak to some people out at the camp. What come out of him about God was the root from the root. The root is the Spirit of God. The root is that that comes inside of you when you believe. See, if you don't believe that Jesus Christ died and rose again, then you don't have the Spirit I'm talking about. You may have a Spirit, and you may just be living, and you may be a nice guy, and you may be a nice gal, and you may, you may have been rose in a, raised up in a good family, and you do nice things. But if you haven't said yes to him dying, understand that he died for your sins, not just the mistakes you made before you said it. I'm talking, what a graceful God. I'm talking about a God that, that loves me so much. Listen, he loves me so much that he forgave me for yesterday, today, and tomorrow. You say, well, then you, can you live like you want? Well, why would I want to? I make mistakes, but I don't purposely sin. And if I am in a sin and I've been in it for a while, I have to be real careful there because I'm going to reap everything that I sow. That come up this morning. But he has, he, he, this love, it's, it's not just, it's not just love. It gets you so crazy now. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that we're new creatures in Christ. Well, what's he mean by that? Well, before I was born again, 12 years old, 
And I wasn't a bad kid, but before I, I said yes to Jesus, I lived out of my mind. I lived how I was raised. I had a great family, but I had a real bad temper. We've all got that stuff. But once I, once I said yes to Jesus, and I had no understanding of this then, something supernatural happened to me. I became, I don't care what your age is at this time, I became a new creature in Christ. All that, all of a sudden, my mind gets in my way now. Anybody have problems between their ears? Well, the Bible talks all about that, and I'm not going to get into that, but that's my problem. But if I follow the Spirit, if I follow that love, if I follow that love, you'll recognize that you see everything differently. Everything changes in your, in your attitude. Everything changes in your desires. Everything changes when you recognize what's there. Galatians 5.22 says, love is the fruit of the Spirit. Well, the main ones. It's, it's, it's the root of everything. It's the root of gentleness. It's the root of faithfulness. It's the root of everything you do in your life. That is the, the basis. Jesus is love. He died. John did it so miraculous, John. The way you describe what took place. Nobody on the face of this earth is good enough. We're never good enough to be who we, to go and spend eternity with him. But by faith, we said yes to Jesus, and Jesus, is, he said it's, it's expedient in the, new, in the Amplified. It's expedient that I leave, guys, because then I'm going to come back, and I'm going to go in, inside of every human being that accepts me. They have a free will, and the, the instant, faster than you can even say it, it drops into your heart. But most of us don't understand that love is the basis behind that spirit. And it's inside of us. And it's wanting to put out good. It's, the, I tell you what, people that are mercy motivated, my sister is mercy motivated. Donna is mercy motivated. Just two I just thought of. They, they actually operate in the love that's there more than most of us. And us, some of us that are more prophetic, we're like, well, you should have done it this way. But love still is behind that if you work on it. But they're just, they, they just cry about everything. They're affected by people that are hurting. They're affected by people that are having a hard time. More than, but it's the same spirit in me, in you, in you, all of us that are born again, we have the love of God. It's the, it's the basis root of what's there. First John 4, 16 in the New King James says, God is love. We know that. And it goes on and says, he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. All that is saying is if you just do the next right thing, I'm putting it on your tombstone, Doc, whether you like it or not. If I have to hang it on there, Betty, I'm going to put it on the tombstone. The next right thing, he probably, it's probably not original from him, but he's the one that's been advertising it. The next right thing, if we just do the next right thing, what is that? That's love. If we just forgive, that's love. If we just are kind, that's love. If we're gentle, that's love. If we're patient, that's love. If we're on time for church, that's love. 
Doesn't that drive you crazy when somebody says, I'll be there at, and then they're 15 minutes late every time? And we all have things that happen. I, I don't want to get on that. But, but it, show, it shows the maturity of the love of Christ that's directing and guiding you, and it's not by this. It's not, well, I've got an excuse. I've got an excuse. I've always got an excuse. I'm always running late. Well, quit talking that way and start talking you're going to be on time. Because from the abundance of the heart, your mouth speaks. I can get on to a whole lot of sermons here. See, love, listen. I'm, going to be, I'm not going to be real long tonight because we we've had a lot of stuff going on. You've got a choice. There's two main Greek words for love. Agape is one, and phileo, which is P-H-I-L-E-O, is another. Agape love is the love that's inside of you. Agape is the love that Christ had for us and God has for us. It's unconditional. It doesn't matter how bad I mess up. He never changes his love. He loves me, he loves me, he loves me. He puts up with me, he puts up with me, he puts up with me. That's agape love. That's unconditional love. Phileo love is the love that most people have because they haven't understood the difference. Phileo love is, I love you as long as you do it my way. Come on. You keep coming back, I like that. Hey, we're all guilty. But when you know what's in you, it can change. And it can't change till you know what's in you. How can I fix what I don't know I have? Well, now you're being taught that there's a love inside you called the agape love, which is unconditional love. I don't care what took place. My son's in prison, convicted of murder. He didn't do it. But if he did do it, my love would not change. You say, really? No. Because that's unconditional love. It's a love that doesn't matter. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to take abuse from people. That doesn't mean you have to hang around with people that are like that. That doesn't mean that you have to keep getting knocked down, knocked down, knocked down. But you still love them. Because you have an unconditional love for their heart. And, and obviously, they have a problem. And your place is not to judge them. Your place is just to love them where they are and let God fix them because you can't do it. Isn't it the truth? So we come to the place we've got to recognize we don't want to wash, walk in that conditional love. We don't want, to, we don't want marriages. You don't, want to have a, you don't want to have a relationship that, that as long as she or he does just what I want, I'll use, I'll use that argue. You've heard me more than once. You're just full of pride. You want your way. That is the wrong love. Now, they might be wrong. You might be wrong. But fact is, the only thing that's going to change them is you loving them. Like Christ loves us. As a matter of fact, folks, it says in the Bible, you men are supposed to love your wife no matter how many computer screens they got opened up. Some of you don't understand that. Some of you that are young in this, Women have four or five or six or eight computer screens going at one time, and that's all in their mind. We have one. So we don't understand. When they're talking to us and we're not hearing them at all because we're here, they don't understand that this is all we have. And you can talk to a woman 
and her mind can be in 10 places at once and she's still listening to you. That's why they can talk so long. I better be careful here. But we've got to live in, in that love, that place of love. We've got to understand that, it, it, listen, love is not a feeling. Not agape love. Phileo love is. It's a feeling. Well, I, I, I feel, I, I just don't feel like I used to feel. Well, you quit loving him with the agape love. You quit loving her with the agape love. We've got to come to a place of recognizing that pride and selfishness is the foundation of phileo love. Pride and selfishness and un, unceasing in its demands is phileo love. Agape love, you don't expect anything because you're supposed to be serving. I've heard people say marriages are 50-50. No. Marriages are 100% and 100%. Or it won't work, folks. But you can't even do that unless you have an understanding that the Holy Spirit lives in you and that Holy Spirit is agape love. It is, what it, it is what it is. See, what happens is when you love someone no matter what, it protects us, it protects you from judging because you just, it, it, it's really not the right thing, but I'm going to let it go. You've hurt me in what you've said, but I'm just not going to, I'm just going to love you anyway. At the moment it hurts, and, and at the moment you might even want to come back, but there's no sense because you're going to judge and you're going to mess up. You know, it's a place, it's a place where you don't have to take the abuse, but yet you've got to be respectful to the person. But you, you just, but you can only do that if you've got agape love. You can only do that because none of us want to run around avoiding or keeping ourselves from people that hurt us. That's not the way you do it. You love them where they are. You love them where they are. I, I met a family last night that we hadn't seen since they left the church. And I, I hugged them in the middle of the street and went, wrong place to hug because that's a busy road. <laughs> but I love them. I really do. And, and time heals all kinds of stuff like that. If you keep agape love in your heart. Hurt? Yes, there's hurt. There's always hurt. You want to you get hurt? Matthew? You're studying the, the department that... Where's he at now? What are you doing over there? I seen him doing this, and I thought, well, what are they talking about? He's studied, studying in the area of pastoring and worship leader and stuff. Be prepared. Now, we don't want to get hard-hearted and bitter. That's, that's, that'll destroy you as a minister. You've got to be at the place of taking the hurt and then thinking, what can I adjust in what they're saying? What can I do? But you don't do it in... in you do it and maybe I do need some adjusting and I need to maybe pray a little more about that area and think about that and, and, and just, you just drop it, you just let it go and you just, because you've got to walk in agape love because if you walk in the other love, you're just demanding. I want you to be just like what I want. Well, guess what? We would have hundreds of opinions here why it's not good to watch the news very long get get the facts of what happened but when it starts going in my opinion is and, and he's a baseball star giving your opinion or a, a rock concert star giving you opinion you got your own opinion the holy spirit says i will give you all i'll give you everything you need you just you just pray about it and forgive the ones that did whatever happened 
It's no different than the, the people that are shooting people now. You say, well, they ought to go to hell. Well, sure, they ought to go to hell. But what if Hitler said yes to Jesus right before he died? That kind of makes you mad. But that's not agape love because he died for everybody. Oh, even Hitler? He died for everybody. And you think what you've done is not bad in the past, in the present, and maybe tomorrow? We've got to come to a place of recognizing agape love is a supernatural God. You know, i got a scripture wrote down that I'm going to hit on. Interesting thing. The book of Hosea. The Lord spoke to him and said, Hey, I want you to take a wife of a harlot. Just to show just to show their sin, that I still love Jerusalem even though they're in sin. But you've got to walk through it as a prophet to show them that even though this woman's going to continue to run around, this woman's going to continue to give herself to other men, you've got to keep loving her. It's the same thing he's doing for us every day of our lives. If you have a bad thought, the New Testament says you might as well have done it. But you're covered by the blood of Jesus. And he's just expecting you and I to walk in that grace, in that Holy Spirit, in that love that we start maturing and growing up. See, if you're judging, if I'm judging, if we're judging anybody about any area of their life, we are wrong, wrong, wrong. And you are just setting yourself up to be just exactly like the person that you're judging, according to the Bible. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. Not, I, don't have a, I don't have a book in the Bible. I didn't write. It would be backwards because I'm dyslexic, so it would, it, you wouldn't be able to read it anyway. That's why, that's why he, Greek and Hebrew is easy, because it's backwards. It's a supernatural. Second Timothy 1.7 says, He has given us power of love and of sound mind. 1 John 4, 7 says, Let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Well, that's because you, you grab the understanding of the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, whether you know it or not, and whether you're doing bad or not, or whether you're, you're, you're whatever. We had, a, we had a group out here. Uh, Neil put up with and Monica put up with all night, a group of kids until 5 o'clock this morning partying with their bass speakers rolling and all the stuff going on. They didn't call the cops. They just forgave them and didn't sleep. But there's going to be a time when we'll have to say, please move your party to the other corner or something. Because we, he could have come out the door with a shotgun. As a matter of fact, can I, can I have a minute? This happened to me years ago. I was living out by Coderville on County Road. And at that day and time, we had the, some of you older people remember this, we had the soda cases, the wooden soda cases that the bottles fit in. Well, the teenagers were getting in the trucks and they were stealing the soda cases and then they were throwing the soda cases at mailboxes. And it was a known thing. Well, I heard them, I heard them up the road crash one. I ran and grabbed my shotgun the only shotgun I've ever owned. I'd, I had just come back from the dentist. 
So I had drugs in me. Now this this the old Ronnie. This is not this is this is before Christ. Everybody remember that when you hear this. I could still see myself grabbing the shotgun because I was mad. Ran down the end of the driveway as they went by. They hit my mailbox. I lowered the shotgun as they were going by and pulled the trigger. Now, it was only God, or I may not have even been here. Aren't you glad the Holy Spirit comes into our heart and changes us? I've never told that story before. You say, Pastor, you're the pastor. Well, yeah, you don't do nothing wrong ever. I, that's, that's one of those things I look back and go, oh. I mean, how easy could it have been that it would have blew out their back window and, and killed the, the ones that are the kids in the back? I'm just a bad shot. They're just lucky. <laughs> but fact is, I was being led by what? I, there was no love for these kids. I didn't have a clue who they were, never seen them again, but I'll bet they got the message. But anyway... If the love would have been there, my heart would have been more of an understanding. They're just kids having fun. They don't know they're messing up. God take care of this. And he would have, and he did. It was, it was to handle. But I was getting into myself. I was getting into my mind. I was getting into the flow. I'm not loving them because they're not good kids. I'm not loving them because they do things. I'm not loving them because. I'm not going to pay attention to them. That's who we're supposed to be loving not the ones that do everything like you want. Come on. It's the truth. It's true. And we've got to come to the place in our life we've got to recognize we've got that love. We're just not allowing that love to go where it needs to go. And we need to start touching hearts and touching lives. Let me read. I'm going to close up. You can come on up. The guy that was supposed to be sitting over here. In Ephesians 3.17 says, We are rooted. Now, we are rooted and grounded in love by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to read again what I read earlier, and listen to this now through what I, what I have shared with you. I'm just going to drop down. Then be consistently using your faith. The life of Christ will be released deep inside of you, and resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. Then you will be, then, then, See, this, ha this, is a, this is a choice. This is your will. This is your decision you have to make. Because he gives you a free will. It's not a law. You don't have to do either. But if you want to move with the power of love that's inside of each and every one of you, then by consistently losing your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside of you. And the resting place of his love will become the, the resting place of his love will be the very source of the root of your life. Everybody here can change. Everybody here. We all can change day by day if we get a handle. I don't care what your age is, young people. If you get a handle that the Spirit of God is living inside of you, and every time you have a you have, a, you have a, an anger rise up, you can go, no. That's only because I'm not going to get in my way. Love says, let, let me handle it. See, God fixes all of us. We don't fix anybody. You're not going to change 
anybody around you. Quit, quit trying. You just plant the seed. That's why I've always said to the youth department, the youth leaders here, you're, you're not their mother, you're not their father. You're just a planter. All you do is get on your tractor, shut up, and plant a seed. Plant a seed. Plant a seed. Plant a seed. He'll make it grow. You plant the seed in love. You plant the seed. Yes, they're a mess. Yes, they're doing things wrong. They're people. But you love them with the right seed, and then God will grow and push out the junk in our lives. He will take care of it. He is the, he is the, he's the one that makes grow. Go out and plant a seed in the, in the garden and never put water on it. It'll just lay there. It's got to die, literally die to grow. The old things have got to die in our life. Give them a chance to die. Let that seed crack and fall open. Then allow the Spirit of God, the love that you've got is now in them, and it'll grow. And it'll take. Let's stand up. Guys, come on up. Listen, God is such a good, 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 good. Watched, watched God's Not Dead, the second one they made the other night. And they keep saying that in there. He's good all the time. God is good all the time. But he is. We just don't, and the wild part about, listen, the wild part about it is he lives right here inside of you. And the root, the very basis of him is love. And he wants us just to love and give people a chance. Let's go. You ready? Your mercy came, you called me up.
There's never been and there will never be a God like you, a love so true. There's never been and there will never be a God like you, a love so the love we have and help us just to bring that out in everything we do in our walk of life and then that's what brings people back to you father and we thank you for our father in jesus name before we close just come to my mind i happened to run across a small book a while ago just a, right before service and this quote says if you try to improve another person by setting a good example then all you're really improving are two people we allow the Spirit of God to flow out of us, you're touching other hearts, and you're growing as well as they're growing, because you're learning to get out of your selfish ambitions, and, you're, and they're learning something they haven't seen before. So we're both improving. So what an awesome thing to know that God's wanting to use us, and most of us are sitting stagnant most of the time. But let's start stirring up what's in us, and allowing God to touch ours. Father, we thank you. Again, just stir our hearts to do and be who you were while you walked this face. That's the reality. That's the truth. What you did, we can do because that power is inside of us now. We thank you for our Father in Jesus' name. And everybody here said, amen. Call you blessed, you are dismissed. If you need prayer for anything, we'll be up front.